So our, our first scripture reading is about Jacob and wrestling. And I find it a little bit ironic. Um, this is the first time all five of us in my family were <laughs> together for the last six months. And we were wrestling over the shower this morning. But we all made it on time, so that's a good thing. Uh, today's scripture is from the book of Genesis, chapter 32, verses 22 to 31. Hear these words of scripture. That night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven sons, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. After he sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wretched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, Let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go until you bless me. The man asked him, What is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Jacob said, Please tell me your name. But he replied, Why do you ask me my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, It is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. The sun rose above him as he passed Peniel, and he was limping, limping because of his hip. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Mike. Um, I do want to say, and this has no reflection on you, but anyone is able to be a liturgist if you want to be. You don't have to have any training. Um, I'll help you, even if you don't like being in front of people. Church is a good place to practice. Um, you don't have to be as, as relaxed and, and fancy as, as Mike. Anybody can really do it. So you just have to let me know that you want to give it a try, and, and we'll talk about it. So I just wanted to kind of put that out there. So July 1st is kind of a big day in the United Methodist Church in, in East Ohio, in our, our conference, our area, especially for our clergy, as it begins a new year of appointment and of, of being in a church. And so this July 1st marks three years of me being in ministry at Brexville United Methodist Church. And these pastors, yay, it's exciting. Um, Melanie and I were, I mentioned this to Melanie and she's like, wow, it's been only three years. It feels like we've done like 13 years of ministry. I said, I, pretty much, yes. Because these past three years have been anything but ordinary. Now, if you were here at that time, three years ago, or, or in March of 2020, do you remember that? Around here especially, there was a Sunday afternoon in early March where we packed the fellowship hall with like 200 or 300 people, and we had music with a mission, and we raised money for the youth mission trip. We had dinner together, we had a variety show, we laughed at, at dad jokes that were just so 
dad jokes. And it was a grand old time all squished in there on Sunday. That Thursday, we were in the office making phone calls to people and getting it out on Facebook and all the different ways, sending out emails saying, we're not able to have church in person this Sunday because COVID-19 had hit this area, had hit Ohio. And we were in the midst of a pandemic all of a sudden. And so then we spent the next year worshiping online learning online, fellowshipping online, virtually, and then also at a distance. We would come and we would have communion in the parking lot. Do you remember that? And then after all of that, we came back together after that year, and we were so excited to be in person together, and we had all of these feelings of excitement and hope, as well as fear and trepidation because we didn't know what this whole COVID thing still was and how we were going to negotiate all of this. And then we were trying to figure out how to do life together again. So these past three years, just in the life of this church, has been anything but ordinary. And it's easy to think that no one in human history has ever gone through something like this that these are unprecedented times. Do we remember this phrase? It's such a fun phrase. And it's true that this particular thing has not happened in this particular way, causing these particular changes to human life. This is new. But human life has never been ordinary in the sense that it's never been boring. Human life has never been the same old, same old kind of life. There's always been challenges and changes. And the story of Jacob that Mike read for us this morning shows us very clearly that life has been anything but ordinary from the beginning of humanity. Now, we met Jacob last week when Reverend Kathleen Decreedy preached, but to remind us of who Jacob is, Jacob was the younger of the two twin boys born to Isaac and Rebekah. And from birth, Jacob is, uses acts of deceit to get whatever he wanted. Most significantly, he deceived his father and took his older brother Esau's birthright as the firstborn son and also took Esau's blessing from their father. And after this happens, their mother, Rebecca, learns that Esau plans to kill Jacob over this because he took everything from Esau. And so Rebecca sends Jacob off to family to protect him. And so Jacob lives with the family for, in, in a place called Haran for about 20 years until God then comes to Jacob and says, oh, in a dream and says, all right, it's time to go back to your native land. And that was okay with Jacob because he and his father-in-law were really not getting along at that point. And so it was time for him to move on from that house. But there was one big problem. Going back to his father's land meant that Jacob had to face his brother Esau again. And the last that he knew, Esau wanted to kill him. And so today's scripture, it takes place right before Jacob is to meet 
Esau, and he's wrestling with all of this internal stuff. And in fact, Jacob just heard that Esau was coming to meet him with 400 men. So Jacob was not anticipating a very happy reunion with his brother. He was terrified. And so Jacob sends everyone along ahead of him, and he spends the night alone on the bank of the Jabbok River, or Ford. But then he's not exactly alone. It says in verse 24 of today's scripture, So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. So he was left alone, and there was this man wrestling with him. And they wrestle together all night. Even after the stranger puts Jacob's hips out of joint, Jacob will not let the stranger go until he gives him a blessing. And the stranger asks him his name. And he says, and Jacob answers him, my name is Jacob. And the man gives him a new name, saying, your name is now Israel. For you have striven with God and with humans and you have prevailed. And then the stranger blesses him. Now this is a strange and a cryptic scripture because first of all, he's alone, but then he's not alone and he's wrestling. Who is he wrestling? We don't really know what's going on. What does this all mean? There's all kinds of layers here. We don't, we have all kinds of speculation, but Jacob in verse 31, we see that he knows who he is wrestling. He knows that he's wrestling with God in this moment. The same God that has kept him safe throughout all of his life and all of his travels. And so then Jacob calls the place Peniel, meaning face of God. And he says, for I have seen God face to face and I am still alive. But one of my questions that I have about this scripture, I have lots of questions, but one of them is, why does God come to Jacob in this way? Why does God play the part of an antagonist like this? And I wonder if maybe God is tired of being little more to Jacob than this dispenser of goodies and blessings and goodwill. Is God trying to teach him in this a lesson about not taking divine gifts for granted? Or is this a test of character or faith for Jacob? Whatever the reason, Jacob's response is to stand his ground and to face his attacker. And he entangles himself in, with this threatening form, literally. And in some ways, this wrestling is not a new response for Jacob because he has wrestled literally since he was conceived. He, was, he wrestled his brother Esau in his mother's womb. But then, on another respect... Jacob's reaction isn't normal for him as he's grown and as he's lived. Because in wrestling with God, Jacob gives up the sly and the indirect forms of aggression that he normally used in his life to get what he wanted. And instead, here with God, he wrestles openly and persistently to get the thing that he most wants, a blessing. Now, before this encounter, Jacob's relationship with God, it was very conditional. He said, God, if you give me something, then I'll do this for you. 
And a lot of times we can find ourselves in that type of relationship with God. But then here in this scripture, we see Jacob taking his, his, his relationship with God to another level. Wrestling is this very intimate form of fighting. And so there's this literal face-to-face -face encounter. And we can see Jacob here letting God in close, choosing to cling to God and refusing to disengage from him. Now this story, although it is strange on many levels, it also helps us to see something really key, I think. It helps us to see our own relationship with God and how that can transform. And it also helps us to see the, the, the character of God differently, maybe more deeply. Because God doesn't punish Jacob for fighting with God. Often we're taught that fighting with God, doubting, wondering, all of those things are bad. But here, God doesn't smite Jacob, but God challenges Jacob, reshapes Jacob so that Jacob is then able to live into his promise calling of being Israel. And so we're reminded that we can't fit God into some mold or box. God is not just a wrathful God or a God that is always comforting and always protecting. But God is a God who is much bigger than that. God is not a God that just meets our needs and on this conditional relationship. But when Jacob comes away from this encounter, he comes away with unbound blessings from a loving God, but also walking away with a limp because he's permanently marked by his wrestling with God. So we're shown that this complex reality of a God who is intimately engaged with us as humans and yes, always loves us, but that love is not necessarily a, a coddling or, or an easy love. That love, like God, is challenging and transformative and yes, sometimes even dangerous. And it's through this dangerous and challenging, loving encounter with God that Jacob, this cheater, and liar and trickster is transformed into Israel, the man who will become the father of a nation and lead his family down into Egypt and bless Pharaoh himself. The past three years in this church, in our individual lives, they have been anything but ordinary. And often we'll think about all of the, the negative connotations that come with that, about being away from one another for so very long. The constant uncertainty and fear and having to rethink and reimagine and redo and not have just an easy answer for anything. It's been hard. We have wrestled, right? But along with that wrestling, along with all of these anything but ordinary things, we've encountered some beautiful anything but ordinary things. We have trusted in God. 
We've invested money in, in cameras and a live stream system so that we might reach the world and be in the world. That, that we're not confined by these walls. We've trusted God in that. We've uncovered a vision and a mission that helps us and shows us who we've always been and helps us to live into that more intentionally. And we've welcomed many new people. It's hilarious to me. As I look around this sanctuary, I really think that we have more new people, or we're at least 50-50, on people who have come since COVID and people who have been here for decades. Like looking out in our sanctuary. And then we have the, whoever is online too. And that's fantastic that we've connected with people and that some people have learned that they are kind of crazy because we're all just a little bit crazy. It just depends on what kind, right? No, I'm the only, it's me and Lisa. We're the only crazy ones. Okay, thank you. As a community of faith, we have wrestled. We've wrestled with God. We've wrestled with one another. We have struggled. But then also we have wrestled personally too, on a personal level, whether it's those doubts, or the anger with God over what has happened in the past however many years, or the verbal sparring in prayer with God. Because all of these things have happened, and they're all coming to the surface, and we're struggling. And sometimes we are told that those things are bad, that faithful people do not respond to God in that way. But this story of Jacob shows that this is a good way to connect with God, that goodness can come out of the wrestling and the struggle. It's uncomfortable, but it's part of our faith journey. And so we come today, we come together as the body of Christ, and we come to Christ's table in a very intimate meal, receiving Christ's love and grace into ourselves so that we might be transformed. That is what this table represents. And maybe when we come to this table, we take a rest from our wrestling with God. And we set that down and we just receive. We receive the love. Or maybe we come to this table in the midst of the wrestling, in the midst of the fighting and struggle, and we still receive, and we still struggle all at the same time, because that's sometimes what faith is. So I invite you, as we come to this table and as we, we confess our sins before God and one another, let us remember that we don't have to be perfect. We can be in the midst of the wrestling and come. Come together and be loved. We don't have to have it all figured out. But we can come as our messy and our beautiful self. And we can be honest with ourselves, with God, and one another. And we can receive God's unconditional grace and forgiveness. So let us pray this prayer of confession together. Merciful God. We confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. 
We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. On the night in which Jesus gave himself up for us, he took the bread from the table with his disciples, and after the supper, he gave thanks to God. And then he broke the bread and he said, take, eat, do this in remembrance of me. And then he took the cup from his table, and again, after giving thanks to God, he told his disciples, this is the cup of my new covenant given for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. Most holy God, we pray that you might pour out your spirit on us gathered together. And on these gifts of bread and wine, make them be for us the body and the blood of Christ that we might be for the world, the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, O oh God, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to the entire world. Until Christ comes in final victory and we get to feast at his heavenly banquet. O oh God, through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. This is Christ's table, so all are welcome to participate, to come and to be fed by God. This is a gluten-free table, so we might all celebrate together. And those online, I want you to take this moment and to remember that the body of Christ is given for you, the blood of Christ is shed for you. Wherever we are, we know that Christ called us to him. So let us come, let us receive. As the ushers guide us, and I invite you to take a cup of bread and a cup of juice and receive the elements, and then you may place the cups in these uh, communion rails, I remember the words, <laughs> in, on either side, and let us receive and celebrate together. I invite the communion stewards to come forward as we celebrate.
Let's pray. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. O oh God, grant that we might go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Now I invite, as we prepare for prayer with this next song, I invite those who are joining online to share any prayers at prayer at brexelumc.com or on the comments on Facebook. And I also invite everyone to please stand as you are able in body or in spirit. to your heart may I be a pure reflection of all you are a love that is patient and love that is kind and love that keeps no offenses or wrongs in mind make me like Jesus like Jesus, my heart is an open space for you to come and have your way. I'm open, I'm open. My heart is an open space for you to come. Open space. 
seated. I want to ask for prayers for um, the family of Barbara Mamundo, who has passed away this past week. Um, prayers for them as they celebrate her life and, and um, look to life um, missing her. And then also, um, I had the opportunity to visit Jane Whitehead and the Ritmans. Um, this past week, and it was just wonderful to see them and to be able to um, spend time with them um, as we haven't been able to see them here in person for a while. And then also, today is the first Sunday for um, United Methodist Pastors in a new pulpit, and I am glad that I am in this one again. <laughs> so, yay. <laughs> yes. 
And also, I know there are quite a few people who are traveling right now and so or preparing to travel um, this summer. And so prayers for safe travels and for um, limited missed flights. Let's say that. Say it that way. Let us pray. Good and holy God, we come into your presence with praise and thanksgiving for your faithful love. Your love for us never fails, not even when we turn away from you or when we ignore your invitation or desert you for gods that we have made ourselves. Even you do not abandon us, but you reach out to us again and again, inviting us back into relationship with you once more. And as you welcome us, we know that you also welcome our prayers. And so we bring them to you with confidence, knowing that you will hear us and you will answer. Oh God, we pray for the world that you created, for the beautiful world and the people who share it with us for countries who are caught up in war or violent conflict, for regions of the world where homes and lives are threatened by natural disaster. Oh God, we pray for our country, for its people, for our government, leaders and judicial system, police forces and military. Oh God, we pray for those who are unemployed, those who are in prison, who are hungry or addicted, those who are alone, and afraid. God, we pray for our neighbors, our siblings in Christ, both those who are known to us and those unknown to us. Pour out your spirit upon us and fix our hearts and minds on whatever is true and honorable and right. And give us the joy and the peace that comes from knowing and doing your will in our lives. God, we pray all of these things in the beautiful name of Jesus as we pray the prayer that he taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we leave here each week, we like to take a moment and before we leave and talk about and share ways in which we can live our mission of creating safe spaces to grow with God and one another, not just here, but in our daily lives. And that begins with some joyful gathering to get to know one another better. And so one of the ways that we are going to do this is through a picnic on Friday, um, July 15th at five o'clock. And this will be over at the Oak Grove Picnic Pavilion where we are going to be having VBS that week. And so everybody is invited, whether this is your first time here, your 10,000th time here, or you just, I don't know, turned on Facebook and saw us and decided to stick around for a little bit, you're welcome to join us. You can chip in $5 that will go towards um, food, cover the subs and chips and cookies. Um, you can bring your own food if you'd like, bring your own drink, and water will be provided if you would like water. 
And let us know by next Sunday whether you're coming so that we can um, make all of the proper accommodations. Or you can just come if you want that night. But it'll be fine. And then also you can sign up for that. You can do that online um, at the bumclinks.com or you can also do that um, out in our entryway here in person. And also out there is information about our guidebook that has all of our contacts in it. You can give updates and all that. Or you can also find out info about our blood drive that we will be doing um, at the end of the month. And then also we are looking for pint-sized mason jars for VBS. Um, VBS is in one week. Don't tell Jenny. She actually already knows. But let's pray for Jenny and all of the volunteers as they prepare for VBS in a week. Um, we're gonna, there's, I don't know, like 135 kids or something like that. Um, it's really exciting and it's just gonna be a blast. They're gonna have Gus the food bus there on Thursday and so you're invited to stop on over and bring in some non-perishable food items to donate to Gus the food bus and, and we're coming together in that. And then also our evening circle for United Methodist Women is collecting um, different items for Rahab Ministries and this collection drive all, for Rahab always cracks me up. I can't remember, it's always like this very random list of just things that people need, like undergarments and Bibles. Um, those are two of the items that are needed this time. So there's a full list that's online and it's also out in the entryway um, for that. And then we're also collecting, um, we need hand towels, shampoo, and toothpaste to finish up our hygiene kits. And um, so that we can give those out to at the MedWorks clinics this um, the summer. That's what it's called. That's the word. Guys, you can tell I'm getting tired and it's time for it's time for some food. Is it time for some food? I think that's all of my announcements, all of my invitations. You are welcome to connect with us in all of the different ways. You can call us on the phone, you can email us, you can go on the website, check us out on Facebook and all the social media. And know that we are in this, this, this job of creating safe spaces together. Um, <laughs> even for little buddy who's coming up the aisle and getting all of the smiles. It's just the most wonderful. So let us follow him out and we'll receive the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen.
Have a wonderful week.